everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace. I am your host, Carla Swanigan, and I have a real treat for you on today's show. Um, I interview a friend that I've recently met here in California at BSSM, and she's just an amazing person. She has such an incredible testimony for her life, and um, just she's such an overcomer. But when I was listening to this interview back after we recorded it, I listened to it back before I released it to you guys. And I just, I felt like I needed to add this little preamble before you listen to the actual interview with Janice Griffin, who's the person we're talking with today. You guys, there are so many incredible, um, just, I call them little nuggets or God bombs in this interview. It's like jam packed. It's like a, I think a 20 or 30 minute interview, but there's so many places in this interview when I listened to it back that I paused it and I was like, yeah, God do that for my listeners and, and bring breakthrough here and bring healing here and, and let somebody have fresh hope when they hear this part. So I just, I really felt, and I don't usually do this, but I really felt like I needed to say a little something before you actually listen to this interview that we recorded today for you just to pause this podcast. If you're listening to it in your car in your kitchen or wherever you're at, pause it when you hear something that, that God's really highlighting in your life or something that warms your heart or a, a place where you feel like Jesus and the Holy spirit are saying to you, Hey, this part right here, this is something you need. This is specifically for you, or this is specifically for your family member or your friend that you've been praying for. You guys, I encourage you, pause it right there and talk to God about it right then. Pray. Ask Him to give you what it is that that's that's being released because that's what's happening. When you're hearing Janice's testimony, when you're hearing her story, God is actually releasing that same hope, that same opportunity for you to have healing in your family, for you to have um, freedom um, for the person, maybe it's even yourself, that you're believing to be set free from addictions or codependency or even to have fresh hope. Like that's what the power of testimony is. It says in Revelation that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, which is the sacrifice of Jesus that he made for us on the cross, right? And the word of our testimony. Our testimony carries power. So Janice's testimony carries such incredible power. I felt it here when we were recording, and I felt it even stronger, the anointing on it, the power on it, the grace of God for you to receive that same kind of healing and breakthrough when I listened to the interview back. So I just encourage you as as we're about to tune in to this interview with Janice, that you would just kind of position your heart to receive everything God has for you. And, and pause this podcast where you need to just stop and, and pray right then. Don't hesitate um, because there's real, real freedom in her testimony. Okay, so God bless you guys. Enjoy this. And now let's tune in to another episode of Scandalous Grace. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace. I am your host, Carla Swanigan, and I am so glad that you're tuning in today. I'm excited for our guest that's on the show today 
Today on the show, we have Janice Griffin. Welcome, Janice. Thank you. I'm so excited for you guys to meet Janice, um, all my listeners on the show. She's an amazing woman, first of all, but I'm so excited for those of you listening that are parents because Janice has an incredible testimony of what God's done in her own life, but also her life as a mom and what God's done in the life of her daughter and the way that God brought them through some some pretty tough situations. And I just feel like it's going to give hope to a lot of parents that are listening, whether you're a mom or a dad, or even if you have somebody in your life that that you mentor or is really close to you that you love and care about, and you feel like they're in some type of hopeless situation, and you feel hopeless about it. Today, you're going to get fresh hope just listening to Janice's story and just kind of hearing some of the some of the cool things that God's done in her life. So I'm so glad for you guys to have the opportunity to meet her. So Janice, before we get started, I just want to introduce you a little bit more to our listeners. First of all, um, we are here in Redding, California today at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, also known as BSSM. That is um, where I've been in ministry school. For those of you listening, um, if you want to hear more about that, if you've missed some of our um, previous podcasts, you can catch those on iTunes or at CarlaSwanigan.com, the Scandalous Grace podcast. All the previous shows are listed on there. You can go back and catch up. But here we are at school, and I've met you here at school. I am a first-year student, and you are a third-year student. That's right. So this is your last year of school. It's a three-year program. Yeah, it is. And you're in your third year. I um, I met Janice before school even started. She's one of my neighbors where I live, and it was just like a God-divine appointment that I met her. She's been such a blessing in my life. But when I heard your story, Janice, um, I knew that it was going to bring hope to a lot of people. So I'm really excited for you to share a little bit about... Um, your life and and Caitlin, your daughter, and what God's done in your relationship even. So why don't we start with like your own testimony? Like how did you come to know the Lord or come back to the Lord? Just share a little bit about your own walk. Actually, I came to the Lord um, out of desperation. I was ra- born and raised Catholic, and I went to Catholic grammar school and Catholic high school but didn't really know about having a relationship with the Lord. And so, you know, during high school, during college, did some wild things, Um, got married and um, uh, had a daughter. Um, And around 12 years old, things started getting chaotic. Um, There was, she started... um, um, acting out, she's um, cutting, getting involved in drugs. And, you know, all through my life, I was always the person that was um, fixing people, mm, yeah. um, you know, had the solutions. And as the situation got more and more chaotic, I found I didn't have the solution. So that's why I say out of desperation is when I finally realized that I needed God. Mm. I needed God. He was the one that could um, that could save both myself and my family. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I think we 
a lot of us can relate to that whole, I want to fix it. I want to be the one that um, has a solution and, and can solve everything. And I think even being attracted to the kind of people that we need to fix sometimes can help us find our identity. Absolutely. And um, I think that's called codependent (laughs) in, in a lot of circles. And I know that there's been times in my life that, you know, I go through situations where I catch myself doing that now that I have a name for it and know that's what I'm doing. Do you feel like as Caitlin got older and she was more of a grown adult, do you feel like you were still finding yourself being, the one that wanted to fix it and being kind of codependent in that, even though she was grown and was making her own choices. Did you, did you find yourself still kind of trying to help more than maybe you should have? Well, my whole journey with codependency started when I was young because I had a mom that was manic depressive and I felt And she really couldn't take care of herself, so I started at a very early age. So it was just a normal thing, and you're right. I get attracted to to people that I thought I could fix. Mm -hmm. And so it continued with my daughter. And even though, you know, I tell you I came to God out of desperation and I surrendered to him, the surrender was oftentimes... Yeah, okay, God, you can have this, but no, let me try to fix it this way. So Mm -hmm. it was a continual journey over years, over years, and and sometimes not even recognizing how deep the codependency was. Because codependency boils down to working on someone's problem more than they are. So I didn't always see that. I always saw, well, that one more fix, that one more program for her, that one more whatever it was, was going to help her. But in actuality, it was me trying to work harder on her problem than her. Wow. Yeah, I I don't know if I've ever heard it put that way, but that is the perfect way to describe it. Codependency is working on someone's problem more than they are. Yeah. And it's sneaky too, because I mean, it all looks good on the outside. It looks Mm -hmm. like you're doing wonderful. Um, but I wasn't because ultimately, um, each of us has to reach the point where we want to, we want to be healthy. Yeah. You know, that that whatever that problem is, whether it's drinking, whether it's overeating, whether it's shopping, whatever that addiction is, if we don't see that as unhealthy, we're not going to want to. We're not going to want to um, be healthy in it. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, I think even for me, um, in relationships, not just as a mom, but even in other relationships. I've got um, somebody that that I'm friends with, you know, that feels like family. And it's so hard for me because from the outside, I feel like I'm helping her, but really, you know, in her situation. But what I've come to realize is I'm actually enabling her. I'm not, I'm not helping her. Yeah. I'm cleaning up her messes mm-hmm. instead of letting her sit in it and feel the yeah. repercussions and the consequences yeah. of her choices. And because out of what I call, you know, my love for her and my concern for her well-being, I'm trying to pick up the pieces and clean it up and fix it and, and make sure she has what she needs when, in fact, 
I'm actually just prolonging maybe the work that God's trying to do in her absolutely, life. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what I did all those years. Wow. You know, I thought I was doing the right thing. But really it was, as I think about it now, it was more from a selfish motive. And that's something that I've had to deal with recently, even coming to my daughter and saying, you know, I was so afraid that I would say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, and that it would cause her to fall. Mm. But that's not mine to do. That's not mine to take on. That's not my responsibility. Right. That's not your burden to bear. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I have to remind myself, you know, I'm not Holy Spirit Junior. I say that <laughs> a lot on the show, but like it's so true. The Holy Spirit, that's that's his job, you know, that's the Lord's responsibility and the person. And it's it's like you said, it's so easy to to kind of take that false burden on and that false responsibility. And like, how do you, how did you get away from that? Like, what was the turning point for you that you were able to be like, you know what, this is not working. I'm not going to do this anymore. Like what, can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of turn the corner? Yeah. When I came to BSSM, I didn't realize how broken I was. I, not only deal not only dealing with my daughter and and her addiction but also i came from two broken marriages mm-hmm. and my first year here you know it was just like an escape almost yeah. you know i know in my spirit i got a lot but it really was it really was an escape it was god brought me here to just kind of give me a little peace in the middle of all the chaos um, but my, just before my second year, um, uh, my daughter relapsed for the second time. She relapsed right before my first year, right before my second year. And I have to tell you guys that I came 3000 miles across the country because she lived on the East coast. and Now I was on the West coast. So when she relapsed, um, and she was brought to the West coast. So then it became like, Ooh, this is a little too close for me. I don't know how, to, I know I can't deal with it yet. I know it's, mm. in some way in my spirit, I knew it wasn't healthy, our relationship. And I got some good counseling before my second year with a counselor, but also with God to finally release her. And it, I tell you, it was the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. I broke all communication with her. For almost a year. Oh, my goodness. That's so hard. As a mom, I'm so, like... It was really hard, but I needed to finally surrender so that God could work on her and he could work on me. Wow. He had to work on me, too. You know, and and so this, this whole year, he was working on me and her, and in... April of last year, um, she had started to communicate with me a little, and I was a little fearful, not thinking that I was ready to to open up relationship again. But we did meet um, down in L.A. when I was on a mission trip, and that was the start of the healthy relationship that we've been building since then. Wow. Where I'm able to share my heart with her, um, and I'm able to love her exactly where she's at, 
But God has done such an amazing work in her. Yeah. In this year. Uh, she's, I am so proud of her, the woman she is mm. now. <clears throat> and it's interesting because now she encourages me. Um, she strengthens me. I look at her life and I see all that she's doing. And, um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I recently had the privilege of meeting your daughter, Caitlin, mm. and she is incredible. Like if you, when you meet her, you would never know everything she's been through. She's such a strong, vibrant, kind, gifted person. And her eyes are full of light and joy and she just radiates the joy of the Lord, you know? And so it's so cool to, to kind of know a little bit of your backstory and her backstory. And maybe someday, um, I could have her on the show next time she visits or something. Maybe she would let me interview her because she, she doesn't live in California right now. But it's so cool to see you guys interact, knowing, you know, your history and all that God's done and how far he's brought you and the relationship that you have now, you know, and that it's so full of victory, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we didn't have a healthy relationship for years. You know, and and now it we are able to um, communicate with one another. We're able to um, appreciate and love one another for who we are. We're also I'm able to say, you know, she's an individual. I don't need to do anything other than just love her. I don't need to tell her what to do. I don't need to direct her. I don't need to fix her. I leave that all to God. And the same thing with me, I'm sure. She sees a difference in me. I, Even when you talked about her eyes, the yeah. difference in her whole face, you know. Wow. And in my end, too, I feel, I feel a, like a veil has been lifted. That this burden that I thought I had to carry, that was never mine from the beginning, mm-hmm. has been lifted. That's so good. I feel like there are people listening that I just keep hearing that verse, um, and I need to look it up, but it's, those who put their hope in the Lord will not be put to shame. And um, what's the other verse? If you're thinking of one too, Janice, feel free to share it. But I just feel like there are people listening that, that just need some fresh hope to believe that this could happen, you know, in their life as well, you know, with their family member that are there, it doesn't even have to be a kid, you know, you guys, it could be, you could have a brother or a sister who's, who's trapped in chemical addiction or, um, you know, a close friend who's trapped in it. And time and time again, they have let you down and time and time again, you have laid it down maybe even and given it to the yeah, Lord and yeah. you feel like it's hopeless. But Janice is here to tell you today there's hope. And you know that word hope. Um, the um, program that I mentor, that I'm mentored in, and they call it internship here, um, is called Hope Recovery. Oh, yeah. Tell them about that. And Hope Recovery, their whole, the whole thing of what they want to see is that people encounter Jesus. 
It's not about giving them another program. It's not about giving them a solution Mm -hmm. other than the solution who's Jesus. So if they can encounter Jesus, then Jesus does the work. It's not something that we as humans can do. And believe me, I mean, I think of the crazy things I did. If I were to write a book, I have so, so much about crazy incidences when I literally um, would hang on to her. As I, I'm thinking of one in particular. Um, I was bringing her to a rehab. Mm-hmm. They were driving in the car. And, you know, she's not wanting to go. But she's going because I'm so adamant about it. And, you know, maybe... Maybe there's some part of her that wanted to go. But she all of a sudden she sees, crazily I had money between us and her. I had my purse. And she grabbed the couple of dollars that was there and jumped out the car as it was moving. Wow. And I'm like grabbing onto her. And of course she, you know, she finally jumped out of the car and she was out of there. And then I'm like, I'm stopped in the middle of the road. I'm looking at people like, why don't you see what's happening? Why don't you call the police? Nobody wants to get involved. And I think of all those crazy times when I did things like that. Mm. I mean, my heart was good, and I'm not saying that. But I'm saying she was not ready. Mm. So if you can just be a model of Jesus for them. That's all. And love them exactly for where they are. No conditions. Mm. I know it sounds crazy, but no conditions. If they see Jesus in you, he's going to be the one that's going to change their hearts and their minds. And he's going to be one that's going to be able to break the addictions. Amen. That's a good word right there. (laughs) That's really good. Um, I looked it up, the scripture that I was hearing that I couldn't remember is from Psalms 25 and um, it's verse three, I believe, but I'm going to read it really quick from the passion translation, which my listeners know is like my favorite way to read the Bible right now. Um, The title of the Psalm, if you look in your Bibles, the title in mine is don't fail me, God, Hmm. with a big exclamation mark. And I thought that was really good, but um, it's from King David and Verse 1 says this, Forever I will lift up my soul into your presence, Lord. Be there for me, God, for I keep trusting in you. Don't allow my foes to gloat over me or the shame of defeat to overtake me. For how could anyone be disgraced when he has entwined his heart with you? But they will all be defeated and ashamed when they harm the innocent. Lord, direct me throughout my journey so I can experience your plans for my life. And I just love that verse three is, it's that whole, you won't be put to shame if you put your hope in the Lord. And that's so true. When we trust in him for the things that are beyond our abilities and beyond our scope of understanding, when we've tried it all and Mm. nothing has worked and we've given up all hope. And that's just what I feel like today, that there are people listening who have literally said out loud, maybe even I've just given up hope on her or I've given up hope on them. And so I just want to give you fresh hope for that. That's what Janice carries. That's part of um, the anointing on her life. She's an overcomer, and so is Caitlin. And they've been through so much. And so just by Janice releasing her testimony and her story today, it's releasing 
It's releasing fresh hope and victory and just the faith to believe that God can turn the situation around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about hope. I oftentimes in worship, God brings me to the, uh, this, it, this one particular time when I was lying in bed and, um, by myself and just crying out to him because here my daughter was out on the street again. I was alone because I was going, I had gone through divorce and he just held me in his arms so many times. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. He gave me the hope to just do another day and another day and another day. And it's interesting when I was reading, I was reading Psalms today also in the Passion, which I love to. <laughs> and in Psalm 136, 23, it says, He's the God who chose us when we were nothing. His tender love for us continues on forever. Oh, so forever good. and ever. There's no way that he's going to forsake you or your loved one or whoever it is that right now is not, um, is not healthy free of addiction, whatever it is, because addictions are, it doesn't have to be drugs. Right. It can be a variety of things. You know, That's it can be truth. addiction in bad relationships, yeah. addiction with food, shopping, whatever it is. But whatever that, whoever that person you're contending for, God chose them. He created them. He has a purpose for them. He has a plan for them. Although it doesn't seem right now that they're following his plan. Mm. He's already gone before them. That's right. He's already prepared. He's already prepared them for the next thing where they're going to encounter him and where the, where they're going to start walking out in his plan. And, and I mean, for me, it went on. She started when she was probably about 12 or 13, and she's now 31 right now. Wow. And I've heard other families, other Parents tell me 20, 30 years. And when I heard that years ago, I thought, oh, no. But you know what? He is faithful, and he walks you through every single day of every single year mm. because he knows the outcome. And he loves them more than you could ever love them. Amen. That's the truth. Um, I want to pray for people as we close. But I was wondering before I do that, um, Hope Recovery is the program that you're a part of here. That's right. Yeah. In California. But I know that there's Celebrate Recovery. People can Google that That's and right. find a chapter yep. um, in their city or town. Um, there's all kinds of, can you think of another one that maybe I'm not thinking of, but there's all kinds of support groups, not just for the person that's addicted. It's for the family and the friends. Well, I know there's secular ones called Al-Anon. Sure. Yeah. That's um, good. And God's still in it no matter what you want to call it. That's so, right. You know, I just encourage you. I encourage parents and, and people who have people that they're really on their heart, they're struggling with, trying to help them out of addiction. I encourage you to find other people that are going through it. You need... You need people that you can be accountable to, mm -hmm. but you need people that you can just pour your heart, heart out to and who will hold you up in those times because it, 
it, they're really some really tough times. And especially around the holidays, yes. it's really tough. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times um, on Mother's Day, that was really hard for me. Yeah. Because my idea was I'm not the perfect mother because if I am, why, why aren't I helping her to be mm. who I thought she should be? Instead of now, I see her as the woman that I didn't envision this much, and she's even getting, she's even getting stronger and and better, and she's she's a better woman than I even imagined. Wow! Yeah, so great. Well, okay, I want to pray for you guys. I want to read this scripture over you. Um, another one that um, I really feel like the Lord wants me to share with you. It's from Isaiah chapter 41, and this is a pretty popular scripture, but it, it's so relevant for what we're talking about for here today. And it's, um, I mean, Isaiah 40, sorry. It's Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without growing weary, and walk through life without giving up. And so, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, we just pray for for all of my listeners that need that fresh strength, Lord. They've put their hope in you, and they need fresh strength. So, Father, I just pray right now, in Jesus' name, for fresh strength for everyone listening um, that have family members, friends, um, people that they love and care about that are struggling with some type of addiction. Lord, I pray fresh strength. I pray for fresh hope. Lord, I pray that, um, just like it says in the scripture in Isaiah 40, that you will renew their strength and you'll give them fresh hope. And Father, I pray for those that are listening that are struggling with addiction. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they will be set free yes. from any yeah. and every addiction. Lord, even at the sound of our voices over this podcast, Lord, that you will just set them free and deliver them from every addiction, that you will be their source, you will be the one that fulfills their their needs in their life, and that gives them their identity, and, and fresh hope for them as well, Lord. I pray for healing and breakthrough, yes, yes. healing and breakthrough for families. I pray for restoration of families like you've done for Janice and Caitlin, you, Lord, Lord, above and beyond all of their expectations. Just like Janice said, um, that it's even better than she ever dreamed it could be. And so, Lord, I just pray for that right now for, for all the families that are impacted by this type of situation, Lord. And, Father, I pray um, that you would connect these families with a support group like we talked about that could help them, especially now as we record this. It's really close to Christmas time. So I just pray for all those people listening that need help, that need support, that need encouragement just to keep going, Lord. I pray that you would... You would let them hear a radio ad or see a newspaper ad or, or hear a friend talking about some kind of group they go to that they can yes. find the support that they need because they are not alone, Lord. You created us to be in community and help each other. So I just pray, Lord, that they would be led by your spirit to just the right group and, and just the right recovery support um, community that they need to find hope and find freedom. And Lord, I pray especially for for all the people out there listening that um, feel like maybe when Janice was talking about the codependency part, that that maybe rang a bell for them and, and struck a nerve. I pray, the Lord, that you would 
deliver them from codependency, that you would help them to see when they're being codependent with somebody and you would set them free from that, Lord, that you would help them remember that, um, like you've taught me, we are not Holy Spirit Junior. Um, that's your job, Holy Spirit, and we can't fix everything. So, Lord, will you just um, help us to be led by your Spirit and know when to lay it down and give it to you? Help us to um, pray for those people, but not be enablers, Lord. We really want to point them to you, Jesus. And I pray for healing. Um, for anybody listening that's got wounds from all the times that they've been, they've tried to help and they felt like this time was yes, going to be the time of yes. breakthrough and they were disappointed. Lord, I pray for healing from disappointments, healing from hurts in their heart from all the times that they felt like their hopes were dashed. And I just thank you, Lord, for bringing restoration and freedom. And I just want to encourage you that you don't always have to be the person that's going to bring that person help. That I believe that God will intervene and he will bring people into the lives of those you love at crazy, wild times. And that, that those people will point them to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yours. It's not your burden to carry. That God has purposed people to come into their lives. I believe that right now, that people will come into their lives, even the next couple of weeks. It'll be random encounters, mm. and they'll get so touched by the Holy Spirit yes. that they will say, I don't want to do this anymore. And that he will actually direct them to programs. Come on. And they will... And I believe that also some will be instantly healed. Yes. Instantly healed. Yeah. Do it, Jesus. Yeah. So, Lord, we pray all these things. We declare these things. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Janice, for being on the show today. You're going to help a lot of people. This, I just believe that, um, that there are people listening. And you guys, email me. If you're listening to this and this is touching you, if you know that this message is for you, I want to hear from you at scandalousgrace at carlaswanigan.com. That's Carla with a K. Um, I'd really like to hear from you and just share your testimony of what God's doing in your life through this message. And Janice, I just bless what God's doing in, in Caitlin's life and in your life and, and the call on your life and just the, the healing and the hope that you're bringing so many people. Thank you. Um, it has been really, really a privilege. Um, I'm just blown away every time I even think about what God has done in our, in our lives. Yeah, that's so good. Mm. He never ceases to amaze. Huh? No, he does not. <laughs> He's for sure the God of the impossible. And sometimes we say that a lot, guys. We say those scriptures. We say those little phrases. Sometimes I, I call them those Christianese, like phrases like, oh, God is good. And he's the God of the impossible. And there's nothing too hard for God. And I say that, but like, it really is true. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to become too familiar with those Absolutely. words because they actually carry power. So as we close today, I just want to declare over your life, God is the God of the impossible. Yes, there is. is nothing too hard for God. Yeah. There is fresh hope for you. So just receive it and believe it in Jesus' name. Now bless all you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. And um, just remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. Jesus.